guess it is March now. March Madness is approaching us, and I'm sure, Randy, you kind of reminded me there about a few things. Number one, where my focus should be. But also, um, let's not forget, this is very important, next week we'll have our tournament bracket selection out in our bulletin. Make sure to sign up for that. Remember the challenge every year, we have a plaque, all right? And we go up against uh, Latonia Christian, my father's church. And whoever is the winner of that year, we go points-based, who has the best score for who picked the tournament teams the best. Here's your free pick. Duke's probably going to win it all. Um, but whoever wins between the churches gets to keep that plaque. And we've had it for two years in a row, and I plan to keep it. So uh, I believe that you should be a part of that and help me out here. Um, But more importantly than that, of course, as we continue our series today, what should I believe about salvation? Salvation, that's a big word, but a very important one nonetheless. I think maybe in summary today, we could say it's a choice. Salvation, most most certainly a choice. Now imagine with me for a second. Yesterday, we had choices to make. Today, we have choices to make. Yesterday, you had a choice to make what, what you're going to watch on TV. Now, how many of you, just quick show of hands, how many of you watched a basketball game yesterday, even for just five minutes? Most of us did. Most of us, right? Um, some went to a basketball game. Congratulations to Murray State. How many of you got geared up for that basketball game? In other words, you put on your team shirt. Maybe you put on your UK hat. Maybe you put on your Murray State um, headband, whatever it may be. Uh, I know me and my family did. We were all geared up in our, in our Duke Blue Devils stuff. Some of our teams won, and we celebrated. Some of them lost, and we were sad. But imagine all the preparation that you, and you make sure you know what time it is. You're going to make sure you're in front of that TV or at the game and on time, and you're excited about it. Now imagine for a second if we also showed that kind of excitement for our salvation on a daily basis. Please don't take me wrong. That's why I'm telling you, I definitely had all my Duke stuff on yesterday. And I mean everything on me was all about my team. Uh, Don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I know that I need to be even more excited about my faith in Jesus Christ. See, salvation is most certainly a choice. Now, those everyday choices, maybe it's not just about uh, what you're going to watch on TV. Maybe it's about where you're going to go to eat. We we had to make that decision yesterday. Where are we going to go to eat today? Um, For many of you, uh, go back. For many of you, it's uh, an easy choice. I know some of you are going to be at the Mexican restaurant today. Am I right? Probably, yeah. And some of you, I know, I won't be, right? I'll probably be eating it at home. Of course, got a busy day today. Uh, Maybe it's not just a matter of, uh, eating. Maybe it's more serious questions about like how are you going to pay for it? Right? I can't, or I can't go out to eat because I can't afford it. Maybe you stand in front of your wardrobe and can't decide what to wear. Uh, like Charlie Brown up here. you jumping ahead of me, Ryan. you got to get with it, man. You're, you're still at the Murray State game. Uh, look at Charlie Brown. He's having a tough time here deciding what he is going to wear, isn't he? Of course, all the shirts are the same. Now, does anybody else do this? Does anybody else have a, have, like, overthink what they're gonna wear? Like, no one's raising their hands, but I know that you do. Um, I, I do. 
And Amy gets aggravated with me sometimes. Uh, I'll be like, which shirt do I want to wear tomorrow for church? All right, for tomorrow, yesterday, what, what shirt am I going to wear on Sunday morning to preach in this week? And typically the response is, it doesn't matter. They all look good. No one's going to know if you wore that shirt last week or not. But you're wrong. They do. And I can tell you why. Because we post the sermons on Facebook and YouTube. And if you ever go back, and I can tell you about a year ago when I started really paying attention to what I was wearing on a weekly basis, I realized there's three pictures in a row from different weeks, and I have the same outfit on in every single one of them. I was embarrassed a little bit, but it's a choice I have to make. Maybe these are just menial type choices, and they don't compare to the fact for, of we have a major choice to make with our lives, with where we're going to go forever. Salvation is a choice. And it's your responsibility to make that choice. And most people probably think, or they want to think, that this is solely God's responsibility, our salvation. However, this life choice, that even salvation is a choice, is something that we've got to be ready for ourselves. God has done his part, hasn't he? He sent us Jesus, the reason for our salvation. God has done what he set out to do by sending Christ our Lord, who died on the cross and resurrected on that third day. Don't ever forget that point. Now we have the responsibility to accept it. So let's get into it then. What should we believe about eternal salvation? I wanted to add that word in there because I think it's important that we understand when we talk about salvation, we're we're talking about, when we're talking about heaven and hell, we're talking about eternal, eternity, forever. That's a long time. Our life here on earth is just a small little glimpse, a little dust, a little, little blow in the wind, a little shadow. It doesn't last for long. Where are you going to spend forever? What choice will you make? What can we know? What can we believe about this eternal salvation? Let's look at what the scripture has to say. Starting today in 1 Peter chapter 1. For you know that it is not, it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you. From your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And it goes on. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. And it's a great passage of scripture. Circle that, write it down, highlight it, whatever you want to do on your bulletins or in your Bibles. Read this again this week. After today's sermon, read this again. Because that's a great passage of Scripture. But I'm going to, I'm going to summarize what I think it's saying right now. What, what's it saying about my salvation? My salvation, your salvation, it was expensive. It, it was very costly. This is something, our salvation is something that nothing could pay for. Not silver, not gold, not the animals, not the blood, even of a sinful man. My my blood couldn't pay for salvation. Your blood couldn't pay for salvation. Only Jesus' blood could pay for our salvation. Not good works. Nothing that, that... that you can do good to, to earn it. You can't earn it in any way. 
only the blood of Jesus. That's certainly an expensive gift. Gift. It's a good point. What else is salvation? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It's a gift. That's what I believe about salvation. I believe it's an expensive gift. Priceless gift. Scripture said not by works. Not so we can boast. Although we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's important for us to know. Part of being a Christian is doing good things. Is living by that that fruit of the Spirit. But no matter how many of them you do, it won't earn you your righteousness. Because that righteousness that we've been given, that justification, declared righteous only through Jesus' blood. That expensive gift. What else can we say about salvation then? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. Once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. It's eternal. Forever. And what's the source of that eternity? Jesus. That salvation, our our source for that salvation is Jesus. But let's not forget the other side of the coin. There's also a source for eternal damnation. And maybe you want to say Satan. I'm just going to call it sin. I'm I'm going to call it not choosing Jesus. But it's eternal. And make no mistake about that. So we know then. That this expensive gift lasts forever. And we know that we want to participate in that. We want to be excited about it. We want to rejoice about it every single day of our lives, don't we? We should. That's great news, y'all. You accept Jesus Christ and you've got a free gift of eternal salvation with him. That deserves an amen. Are y'all with me today? Because this is great news. I mean, it really is great news. So what do we got to do then? Moving forward, what should I believe is required of me to accept this gift? Or with this salvation? Remember, the gift's free. But we've got to take ownership of it. Accepting this gift, accepting ownership of this gift is also saying, I have responsibility. It brings responsibility to us. Luke chapter 18, verse 18. Remember this one. A certain ruler, or a rich young ruler, asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do? What must I do to accept this gift? What must I do to be saved? What must I do to get this salvation eternal? I think that... It's real easy passage of scripture that we know what we need to go to. And there's there so many places throughout the scripture. But, but this seems to be just a going point for, for me and for many of you. And, and I don't 
apologize for. This is a great passage of Scripture. Again, read this again this week. In fact, read this one every single day. I promise you, it'll never get old. It's great news. Acts chapter 2, let's do 36 through 38. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. It bothered them. It bothered them right here. And said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? What you going to do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That deserves an amen as well. So what do we believe is required then? It's a few things here I think that we need to go over. Make sure we're all on the same page with what is required for us to accept this gift of salvation. Number one, you've got to hear the message. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Don't forget about our Wednesday night Bible study, closing out on the book of Romans. It's been a good study. We went through this chapter a, a month or so ago. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, but what if you can't hear? What if you can't hear? You know, we've got so many forms of communication. You've got to hear as in know, understand, read, see the word of Christ, the word of God. Hear it. And what do you got to do after you hear it? Yeah, believe. So again, I asked you like we did a few weeks ago, do you believe in God? Have you heard the good news? And do you believe it? That's part of our salvation. That's what's required of us. Number three, repent. What did Peter, what did Peter say? His reply was what? Repent and be baptized. Let's talk about this word for a second. It means we're going to turn away from sin and turn back to God. Thought that picture was very appropriate there. We're, we're, we're turning back. It's like a U-turn in our lives. I think that repenting is an ongoing thing that we do in our lives for the minute that we decide we're going to do it. In other words, when Peter said repent and be baptized, baptism is a one-time thing. We'll get to that in a minute. But repenting is a lifelong commitment. Because folks, if you sin today, you've got to repent from it today. If you sin tomorrow, you've got to repent from it tomorrow. You can't just say, I'm going to repent once and then never repent again. If you do, you're heading down the wrong path. Any time in your life that you have sin, you've got to continuously repent from it. Turn away from it and turn back to God. Let's keep our focus on him. I believe that's part of the repenting process that we will be doing until the day that we die and we are made perfect with him. Do you have to repent in your life right now? Is there anything you need to repent of? Right now, I could say that probably all of us could answer this yes. Do it. Do it today, tomorrow, do it yesterday. Repent. What else are we going to do? Fourth thing, we're going to confess. Now, I'm not talking about just confessing your sins here. Right? You need to confess your sins to God. That's, I believe, again, part of the repenting process. You could flip these two, couldn't you? Because if you're going to say, I'm going to repent, that means accepting that you also have something to repent from. 
When I'm talking about confess here, I'm talking about acknowledging publicly that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lord. He is our Messiah. He is our Savior. Confess it. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I take him as my Savior. The best words you'll ever say in your life. Remember what we talked about last week, talking about the church, that rock that, 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 that Christ built his church on. Was that good news right there? Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm getting excited now. What is this going to lead us to? Baptism. I think the scripture's clear when it says baptism is for forgiveness of sins. I believe that every single time, an instance in the scripture, in the book of Acts, when it talks about someone that is coming to faith, someone that is accepting the word, I believe that they are baptized right away, right then. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. Because that's what the scripture says to do. Because that's what Jesus said to do. He said, go and make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Right? He didn't say, go and make people almost perfect before you baptize them. No, it's not what he said. Go and baptize them and make them disciples. I believe that baptism is an essential for us. It's a very crucial step for us as Christians. So I'm going to ask you right now, have you done these things? Have you heard the good news? Have you believed it? Do you believe it? Do you understand that repenting is a lifelong process that you need to start with right now, if you haven't? Do you believe that you're ready to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord? Then it's time to be baptized. Don't don't put it off any longer. Don't wait another minute. Well, wait a few minutes. We're going to have a minute here. Like, Don't just jump in there right now. But today is the day. I'm pleading with you. I want to coerce you. I want to tell you that I believe this is a very important thing. If you haven't done it, do it today. Why would you wait any longer? This is what you do to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. So if you're telling me that you've repented and you're confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, this is what you do next. But then what do we do after that? Because it's not just come out of that watery grave like we've talked about again in the book of Romans. It's, it's real clear in the book of Romans about what baptism is. Death and burial to sin, to that old way of life, and resurrection with him. Death to sin, live for him. That's a responsibility that we should never, ever, 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 ever underestimate. We can't just come out of that watery grave and say, okay, I'm good to go for the rest of my life. See you, church. See you, Jesus. See you, fruit of the Spirit. See you, doing good things. See you, worshiping Christ. I don't have to do it anymore. Uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. And the Scripture is real clear about this. And if anybody's telling you different, man, correct them. Come to read their Bible. We've got to live for Jesus. So let me ask you, if you've done all these other things that we've talked about, if you've heard, if you've believed, if you've repented, if you've confessed, if you've been baptized, now let me ask you, are you living for Jesus? 
Some of you might say, some people in the world might say, it's costing me too much. You're expecting too much of me to be a Christian. To give up everything. And I will respond to that with, it cost you nothing. But it's your choice to make. Because there is most certainly a reward for accepting him. But how can we talk about the reward for accepting him without talking about the punishment for not? So then why? We know that we know what's required of us. We know what we believe about salvation. But then why? Why should I believe? Eternal life. That, that's right at the top of the list probably. Why should you believe eternal life? Forever. Why should you believe? Because Jesus died for you. That's a small price to pay. Why should you believe about this eternal life? Let me tell you, it's such an important thing. Your friends and family are going to want to know. They will. Maybe they don't even know they want to know. But if we are going to sit here and we're going to seriously talk about eternity, forever, where your forever home is going to be, let's not forget these folks right here. Our family and friends need to know. So living for Christ means following Jesus and fishing for men. Have you told your family? Have you told your friends? Have you told your co-workers? Have you told your, your, your Facebook friends? Have you told uh, your, your people um, at work? Have you told Randy Brown? Have, have, have you told my wife? Have you told your grandma? Have you told me? Have you told anybody about Jesus? If you're living for Jesus, you're talking about Jesus and your faith in him. Your friends and family, they most certainly want to know. And need to know. Folks, let's tell them. Consider the alternative. I don't talk about it a whole lot. But it's a serious thing. I'm the kind of preacher that wants to get up and I want to talk about the reasons that we have to rejoice every day. And folks, we know that we have them. But this should scare us. I'm the type of preacher that wants to get up here and say, you know what? We don't have any reason to fear. Because we know that, that, that John tells us about perfect love has no fear. We don't, we don't have to fear this for ourselves when we believe in Jesus and we follow him. But we've got to fear it for the world. Because folks, the world doesn't believe in Jesus. The world doesn't know about him anymore. Let's take our responsibility very seriously. And remember that it's your choice to make. Maybe you're not standing in front of a wardrobe. But as a choice, there is none more important than this. Folks, today, I beg of you, choose Jesus. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very, very much for your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Help us, Lord, to live for him every single day of our lives, to never hesitate to tell someone about the good news that we have through him. Lord, help us to understand our responsibility as Christians to hear, believe, confess, repent, be baptized, and live for you. Lord, help us to understand that eternal salvation is free gift. How expensive it was for you. Help us understand the, the love that that shows for us. Help us to take it seriously. Lord, I ask a blessing upon all those here today. May we be strengthened. May we be encouraged. And may, be, may we be responsible for our faith in you. Lord, we ask all these things in the most awesome name of our Savior, our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen.